0: Welcome to Dad Hammer, One for the Road, our short form show where we provide a more focused discussion around specific Warhammer topics. The topic for this show will be top five house rules and those house rules are going to be more on the gaming side so not necessarily house rules per se on trying to keep things situated with our hobby side of the equation, but more on if you've got friends over to play the game of Warhammer. So these are going to be your top five house rules that we play by most frequently. And this topic is really to help players build in some some flexibility to bend but not break the game and to really make it more enjoyable in a casual setting. I am David the Warboss and I am joined by the most generic space marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid Steve. Steve, how are we doing?
1: Doing very, very well, man. Um, I'm actually looking forward to having this conversation a whole lot. I think this one's going to be important to, well, not only you and I, but our listeners as well.
0: Yeah, we we actually, we have a lot of, we have a lot of house rules, uh, I I feel (laughs) like. And narrowing it down to just five was a little bit of a challenge, but I think it Um, I I think these house rules sum up are the mantra that we have just going into any type of game. And really it's, it's just about having fun, but we got a good list here and I'm, I'm excited to get started on it. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to rate, follow, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple podcast, or wherever you listen. You can also find us on our website, dadhammerpodcast.com. And of course on social media, where we post all of our pictures of our latest projects and participate and comment in the Warhammer community. So with that, we'll get started. Our first house rule is, in my opinion, and I put it number one for a reason, it is the most important and the first house rule is to remember why you are playing at all times. And that sounds a little weird, uh, but (laughs) I think, you know, you think, well, obviously you're playing just just to play the game and, and you wanna do uh you want to get together with friends and you wanna win and you wanna have a good time and all of that. But I really think it's important to state in your in your own mind, really when you're when you're getting ready to play, because I am I am hyper competitive. I am extremely competitive and everything yeah. we could be playing checkers and I'm going to be going for the throat <laughs> you know? but but as I've gotten older and then maybe this is more on the the dad side of the dad hammer equation I really am just looking for an outlet to have a really good time to be competitive and I'm, I'm always trying mm-hmm. to win but I I find myself really trying to tell myself in my own head to celebrate the moments, the epic moments, even when the opponent does something crazy and completely destroys half my force. And it's Mm -hmm. just debilitating from a game uh, standpoint, but I really want to try to acknowledge, wow, that was a really, that was a crazy roll. I can't believe I rolled 17
1: once, you know,
0: and just laugh about it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of it all, you have to have an opponent to play against in this game. Right. So no matter how advanced you are or how new your opponent is, um, you have to find some way to balance everything and have, have a good time with it. But you want to keep, you want to keep the situation where you, you want to play again. Uh, I think it's important that, you know, sell it. Like you said, celebrate those epic moments, have a great time. But most importantly, I think if you leave the game and leave your friend's house, leave the store, wherever you go, the second you walk away, you're already like, man, I cannot wait to do that again. Yeah. And, yeah, and whatever you need to do to get there is is that's where it's important.
0: Yeah, and I I, I watch the the Warhammer Plus battle reports, and mm-hmm. you know those are those are good. Um, there, I have got my own you know little comments about the production value, and sometimes it's like the production value is amazing, but sometimes they. They summarize their movement. They don't go into all the details yeah. that I may have liked. However, all that said, what I love about it is that at the very end, and they have, it's a little campy at the end, where they show the mm-hmm. the two players and, and they just talk up about how amazing a certain unit was or a certain moment of the game. What I like about it, though, is that even though it's a little scripted, it reinforces the fact that they're sitting there saying, they're just enjoying the moment. They're enjoying the game and wow we just played a crazy game of Warhammer you know you took me down this time or the game was over uh you tabled me in turn 2 you know it, yeah but that's okay i i think that i i just like that i look to that as the example shaking hands before the game you know good luck to mm-hmm. you and you know when um i remember sometimes when Nick Baton specifically when he, uh from the Warhammer Plus battle report team when he will roll and uh sometimes miss you know half the shots or something he'll say something to the effect of well i'm feeling merciful today and you know <laughs> decided to shoot those off into the distance or something like that and i yeah. think that's just a prime example of him not taking it too seriously which i think is important for this
1: well it's funny sometimes it reminds me of back when the little bit of time when i used to train jiu and stuff and there's there's a you know a tradition you know when you Get on the mat, and you're about to, you know, start uh, with your opponent. You slap hands, you bump fists, and the whole the whole saying is uh slap, bump, and simulate murder on your friends. <laughs> and <laughs> and it kind of goes that everybody's like in the moment, you want to do your best, but after all, you're laughing like, man, I'm glad that wasn't real. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and from the Warhammer's perspective. You, you really, I've, I've always thought that when, especially when you and I play, that we try to weave some kind of narrative around it, some kind of story oh, yeah. about why these two factions are, are facing off. But uh, if you lean into that and really, even if you don't have some kind of crazy campaign arc or story, if you think about your game as a as a narrative, just like if mm-hmm. you were to play, I reference this a lot, but Dungeons and Dragons, the, the objective is not to quote unquote win. The objective is to participate in a shared story. So right. if you're playing an opponent, especially casually like we do, if you're playing an opponent and, you know, you're just getting wiped out uh, by turn two, for example, well, just, you know, make a note that, oh, OK, well, the, obviously the uh, if I'm playing Space Wolves, for example, they had too many. Mm-hmm mugs of ale prior to the battle or or they came in overconfident (laughs) you know they're way overconfident about their abilities and so the the tyranids got the drop on them or something like that you know but then yes you you may have lost really bad to a superior general but it's still part of the story and that way you can go into the next game Mm -hmm. with a bit of that narrative skew and it's like okay well we're really prepared this time now I guess the only caveat is that if you continue to lose, well,
1: <laughs> it does and, happen.
0: It, it, sometimes the dice are, are just terrible, right? Always, you, always we blame the that. dice.
1: Always blame the dice uh, if you're in doubt. Absolutely, no doubt, man. But you know, we we always did that because you played Space Wolves and I played Dark Angels, and we weaved in the whole honor battle and honor duel kind of stuff. Yep. The, the the chippiness between the chapters and stuff. But the cool thing was was like it made sense if you were into the lore and the story, but it also helped just immerse you into what you're doing. Uh, It's sort of a focus point. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to like come up with some, you know, 500 page novel about the game you're playing, but it gives it a little direction and I don't know. It just makes it so much more fun to play that way.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And so really this, this whole house rule is more of a a principle. I would say less, Mm -hmm. less of a house rule, more just a principle to live by. And that is, again, remember why you are playing. And the why is not to just completely trounce your your opponent Mm -hmm, or your friend in this game. It is to participate in a shared story, Uh, be competitive, play to win, Mm -hmm. but celebrate those epic moments with your friends and acknowledge great play and great generals uh, when you play the game. That's right. So let's move on to our second house rule. And the second house rule is something that I have to personally you know, continue to remember. uh, And this is don't be a terrain rules lawyer. And uh, I I can sometimes be a rules lawyer because I like to get into the rules and make sure that I'm very precise in certain things and call people out. But um, I, as the older I get, the less I'm really worried about that. Again, going back to rule Mm -hmm. number one, but this one specifically, Steve, is I think geared more towards terrain and the purposes of cover and benefits of cover, especially in 10th where it's gotten, I would say somewhat easier, but also a little murkier at the same time. So, you know, really this is about understanding the terrain footprint.
1: Yeah. I think that's, you just agree on it. First of all, Uh, you know, your terrain has the, the boards on it or it's mounted to the little, the bases. So that, the bases. So that makes it very easy. Uh, And we all just sit and agree. I like, okay, makes sense. It gets the minutiae out of the way up front. Um, You can just kind of move on. And, And that's sort of, that's the most important part. Now, if you're looking at something that could be game changing, yeah, you might want to spend a little time on that rule, but most of them are, you know, for our purposes, for sure. If we just agree this is the way it's going to be. You just move forward and it just makes it more fun. Plus you can kind of tailor your strategy. If you know what I'm looking at, I know what you're looking at and we both agree on it. We can just keep on going, you know?
0: Yeah, agreed. And the other thing to remember, um, especially when, when people come over to, to my house, to the dad hammer compound, as you've dubbed it, Mm -hmm. um, and I have a ton of terrain. I have a lot of terrain that I have spent time making and building. And sometimes I'm doing it because it looks cool. And yeah. I've got one piece where I've got a giant like ice rock. It's meant for the a snowy terrain, and it's a mm. big. I, I got a uh, a Halloween. Dog skeletal dog and I it sounds terrible, but I chopped it up and <laughs> and and put the rib cage on the on the yeah, uh, yeah. on the terrain base because it looks like a you know leviathan crazy dinosaur kind of thing mm-hmm. on this base and but I, I I gave it a little bit of the the base itself like a little bit of a wiggle room um where there's no rocks or anything so it's a little bit of an open plain on this piece of terrain and so yeah gotcha when you're looking at the the terrain piece itself, you can put somebody on that base and mm-hmm. they're just going to sit there and they don't look like they're behind any cover. So to your point, you got to decide up front, you know, what, what are we going to do right. about this? Is this, are we thinking about this as exactly to the rules? Are we mm-hmm. bending a little bit on this because, Hey, the terrain looks really awesome. Do we need to make a judgment call here? And I think that's the point It's just, make yeah. sure that terrain specifically for me looks great. it helps you immerse yourself and your opponent into this world, a shared story that you're building and remember that to play the rule of cool even with terrain and just say hey okay if you're if you're standing over here, we're gonna just mm-hmm. even though it looks a little weird, especially if I'm right in front of you and there's nothing between you and I on this terrain piece yeah we're still gonna say it's you know it's you get the benefits of cover right that's just what we're gonna decide.
1: And, and it's like, you know, a lot of these structures have windows. You have a lot of gothic buildings and stuff like that in your collection. And yeah, man, if you got your little laser pointer out, sure. You could see mm-hmm. somebody through one of these open windows. Is it worth doing that? Maybe, depending on, I guess, depending on how complicated you want to get. Um, are, you know, two, are the both of you a little bit more advanced and you want to play that way? Yeah. That's fantastic. If not, a wall is a wall. I mean, you don't have to get that deep into it if you don't want to.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's also important when you have new players over. I had uh, one of our friends, Bill, who who came over and he's running Chaos Knights mm-hmm. and he came over to, to play. And I remember I mean, part of this is me teaching him how to play the game. But the other part is like, you know, the, I remember saying to him multiple times, you know, just do it. Just you know, whatever. Yeah. Don't worry about the right. rules. Just just do it because that's going to be awesome, really cool, epic moment. Just make it happen. And because the point was to celebrate the the fact that oh man, you you built these amazing models. It's your first game. Let's just have a good time. So that's I think right. it's important to you understand the rules. Really good to do that, but know when to to slack off on that a little bit so that you're not you're not in a tournament. You know, this is just yeah. having a good time.
1: But build a relationship with your normal playing partners too, to where you both advance, you know, you could, you could dump bring the rules down all the time, but the, maybe, maybe advance it just a little bit. So you both learn each time you play. Yep. Agreed.
0: Well, let's hit rule number three. House rule number three is use secondaries sparingly. And for those that are new to the game, secondaries would be your secondary objectives. you got your primary objectives your secondary objectives where you can score victory points when you're playing a game of 40k um I, and the reason we say use the secondaries sparingly for a couple of reasons the one steve that that hits home for me the most is that i end up teaching people how to play warhammer quite a bit when they come over because yes, I've, I've gotten right. them introduced to the game or I've, they've seen some models or something like that and they come over and you're trying to wrap your head around all the rules for your faction, mm-hmm. all the rules of the game, how to do all the nuanced stuff. And then you're also trying not to get tabled, you know, turn one. Mm-hmm. There's just yeah. a lot to remember. And then here we go with this mission deck and secondaries and everybody's brain explodes. And so for me, <laughs> whenever I'm introducing a new player, it's like, you know what, let's not worry about secondaries right now. We're just going to, right. Here's the mission. Here's, you know, or sometimes I don't even play with objectives. Um, The very first time you just need to learn how to move and shoot, move and shoot. And then you will, we'll get to primaries and secondaries later, but I always try to use those sparingly, especially for new players.
1: Yeah. And, and points, I mean, the whole, the whole thing with the objectives is to score victory points. So does it matter if you win with 35 victory points and your opponents 20, or do you just feel the need? You have to get to 90 something victory points Mm and beat your opponent with 60, 70, or 80. So it's not really – I mean, there's there's no um, there's no register for how good you are because of how many points you score because uh, it's, it's very relative to what your opponent scores. It's just a tracking mechanism. So, you know, and all those secondaries and stuff are, to me, are more um, just additive little seasoning for the game. You know they're they're gonna they can be chapter specific or faction specific or you know unit specific those kind of things. Um, it kind of helps bring out the general ship if if that's a real word. I don't think.
0: That's yeah, no, I, uh, I I agree because you know what I mean. Yeah, especially with the new Leviathan deck and the whole randomness to it, where you're drawing those secondaries, mm-hmm. um, it it does add a little flavor. But what I also like about it too is that a recent game that I was playing you uh, my the, the draw for me as the more veteran player was uh and i was playing against bill who was first game mm-hmm. his secondaries were were okay the ones that he drew like i out of the i'm just going to say 10 secondary cards that i drew I, <laughs> I could only legitimately use one of them and oh, because wow. they were like get into your opponent's deployment zone uh go over to this corner and oh. do this and I was playing Leagues of Votan, <laughs> so it was going to take me 47 <laughs> years to get in, yeah. to get into his deployment zone. Yeah, and he's using knights. And, yeah, uh, and so I, I like the secondaries because it does give mm-hmm. uh, you know a different player, especially if they're new, a, f- a fighting chance, and it also yeah. brings me as a, a veteran player a little more down to earth to to make sure that I'm being a, a good general, as it were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good equalizer for sure.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, let's move on to our house rule number four. And this is one that we use all the time. And mm-hmm. that is to allow mulligans. And if you're not <laughs> familiar with the term mulligan, that's a, a golf term, but it's basically a do-over, you know. Uh, yes. Or, and for, for the dad hammer crew, it's a, hey, I forgot to do something. So c- will you oh, allow yeah. me to... To go back and and do something i didn't before <laughs> so you know steve this is something that you and i do frequently uh yeah where you know we'll, we'll say we're in the the shooting phase and i've got all of my my units and i've i've got let's say five or six units to, to shoot with and i'm i the, the rule state that you shoot all of the weapons for each unit. And then you, you pick another unit to, to shoot. Mm-hmm. You can't like, okay, I'm going to shoot one weapon with this guy. And then one weapon with this guy, right. and then I'm going to go back to the previous one. Well, I, there's been so many times where I've got some big weapon or something that I mm-hmm. chose in the loadout on the app and it didn't show up on my sheet because I didn't have battle scribe or I forgot to add it or something like that. And, but it's a, a pivotal thing. Critical. It's going to do a lot of damage. And so I'll be all the way almost done with the shooting phase and I've got maybe one more unit to shoot with and I'll be like, Oh man, can I yep. can can I, I forgot about this guy. Can I go back and shoot with him? And yeah. At at that point our, our house rule is to allow mulligans to to a point, you know,
1: if to a point
0: if you if it's going to drastically impact the game where, you know, it's almost like you're cheating or you shot with yes you know, I don't know, two or three uh, ranged weapons with some some tank or something like that and you forgot to do one and you've already moved on and the the game's changed and you've destroyed a unit or something like that and now it's giving you a competitive advantage to do this mulligan. That's when we're like, yeah, uh,
1: no, not yeah. this time, right? Yeah, I think you got to be honest with your friends. I mean, that, shouldn't, that should not go <laughs> honesty? without saying. Yeah, honesty is important. Yeah, it should go without saying, but, you know, and I don't think that any anyone that I've played with or, you know, against you or anything like that, has it ever been like, I'm just going to do this because I just want to win so bad. I want to, I want to redo this role. Yeah. And most of it is because like we stated in the past, we only get so much time to play and so many games in and you're like, man, I just wanted to see what that would do. I don't really care if it worked or not. And and most of the time it actually doesn't change anything, Mm -hmm. but you just kind of really want to see, did that work? (laughs) or would that have worked
0: yeah exactly and there but there's been other times too where i played uh against others where they continually do mulligans because they always forget the same thing every time and then at some point i'm like all right come on dude just um you you get this one and then after Mm -hmm. that that, that's it so going forward i expect you to remember to be able to do this because everybody forgets but if it's every single time then there's a that there's a trend in the statistical analysis.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of times I forget there's, there are things that I forget all the time. And sometimes it's the same thing, uh, like some re-rolls or, you know, just little things like that. And I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to take my lumps yeah, and I'm going to move on yeah. and I'm going to try to remember a way to remember it next
0: time. <laughs> so just remember to, to add, uh, allow for mulligans, allow for, yes, forgetfulness, allow for people to go back because and just also remember, especially in a casual setting that this is not a tournament. You're not, no, there are no trophies on the line. The only thing on the line is your friendship and is it yeah. worth, you know, torching your friendship, but you also have to keep in mind, if you're the one asking for mulligans, continue to ask yourself, how, how many mulligans am I asking for? You know, that's right. Make yourself a little bit better player.
1: Yeah, learn. It's it's not a l- win or lose. It's a win or learn mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, and then you know we could because <laughs> you and I have both experienced this. Uh, man, sometimes you can't roll a good number for anything, like the whole game, and it has nothing to do with your strategy or where you move your players or your choices you make. You just can't roll a hit roll to save your life. And uh on the opponent side of that. Man, I just start feeling bad. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you and i like, man, I just really feel that should have like done so much more than it did. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, we've we've gone back and forth, like, man, just roll them all again. Cause yeah, it's no fun for for you to put forth all that effort and roll 32 dice for however many yeah. shots or whatever you may have, and literally hit three of them. I mean, I'm like, Oh, that's not going to really happen. Yeah. That's just, that's some bad gravity or something. I don't know what the problem is.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, going back to rule number one is to Mm -hmm. remember why you're playing. So if it's, uh, if it's going to create a huge problem, sometimes bad luck is just bad luck and, That's and right. that actually can also contribute to the narrative it can contribute to the, <laughs> and the fun of it to the good time right <laughs> i like, yes. uh, i remember in my recent game with with our friend bill uh his very first roll he had new chaos night dice he was really excited <laughs> to use them and i have a picture of it because his very first rolls for his attacks he had two attacks Two ones. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, got to get a picture of that. Very first attack is a complete dud. You know,
1: how many sets of dice have I put back in the bag? Because I'm like, they're done. Yeah, I'm not. They're tired anymore tonight. They're done.
0: Well, so remember to allow mulligans as our fourth yes. house rule, and then it brings to our fifth and final house rule. At least for this for this show, we have a lot of house rules. But <laughs> yeah. uh, funny aside, I was asking my my teenage son, like, hey, what, what kind of house house rules do you remember? And he's thought about it for a minute, and then he said, uh, if you spill a drink on the battle mat, make sure you clean it up quickly. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not really a house rule. That's just called common sense. And That's uh, right. It's fair, but. Yeah. That's definitely a house rule, though. If you spill a drink <laughs> on a $75 battle mat, make sure you clean it up quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so
0: bonus, bonus house rule there. <laughs> so final house rule, house rule number five is uh, what you see is whatever works to let you play the game. And the truth. not necessarily what you see is what you get, because you can. Mm-hmm. There, there are people that want to have their models built a certain way, and to oh that that model has a rocket launcher uh, on the the actual sculpt and the old, and the build that you chose. But now you're telling me that it you're not going to use a rocket launcher. Well, that's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, that's a ugh, yeah. What a terrible person to to play against. Right. So what we say is. Whatever works, you know. If that's if that's a uh, a chaos, uh, space marine, and you 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 need another squad of ultramarines, but you for your um, intercessors you don't have them, throw them in there. Whatever. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's a model as long as it's not going to give you some kind of crazy game advantage. Who cares?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not like sneaking around, like I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna the model has this on it and. I'm going to go with that until it just doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Right. And like, oh, well now they have this gun. And I'm like, no, you can't really do that. Just be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got into the magnetizing thing for a minute and I just found that that is not worth the hair pulling that is involved in all that. Just make it, man, make it look cool and make it to where you enjoy it and all that will work out.
0: Well, it's, it's worked out from a game mechanics standpoint because now in 10th edition, yes. you know, it's uh, a, a unit will have all of these different war gear options and now you can just include them. I mean, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no penalty. There's no increase in points. And I'm so glad they did that. Now, I, I wish they had kind of just built it in to say you get all these options. You don't necessarily have to quote unquote take them or not take them. You just, uh, this is yeah, what it is. But that said, it does help with you know you, you don't have the the feel bads, right where you've got mm-hmm. the a, a certain model that you've kitted and then they change the rules and the whatever you put on there now is terrible. Well, now you can you can do that and it doesn't matter yeah. from a game standpoint, but even still, you know just whatever whatever works from a model, whatever helps you get into the game and play more. and you know, Steve, you and I have done so many proxies for for models uh you've done some 3d printing i've gone even so far as to use legos you know one time my oh yeah my son's legos my, my very first morconaut with the orcs i didn't have uh i, I didn't want to go out and buy and spend you know 100 bucks or whatever it was on the morconaut and paint that up mm-hmm. but i wanted to see how it played so I I built I had my son build me a Morkanot out of Legos and I've got a picture of it and it's hilarious oh, that's awesome but it worked I mean we put it on the table and it is yeah. about as big as a Morkanot
1: perfect uh, you knew what it was he knew what it was that's all you need. I mean and you, you know you have to get down to look uh, you know, tanks are tanks Morkanots are Morkanots mm-hmm. if it fits and you know quacks like a duck and Sort of looks like a duck. I mean, <laughs> sort of
0: well but but that, but that's true I mean paint paint scheme who cares if it's mm-hmm. a chaosy looking tank versus a uh, ultramarine looking tank I mean don't don't be that guy you know that no. that calls that out. is it now if you're playing a um you know a small demon and you put bellicor on there all right well now we've got a little bit of an issue. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it does. I guess there is that that aspect, you know, base sizes mm-hmm. and model height probably need to be. I mean, not down to the millimeter, but, you know, for the game rules sake, there are times where maybe a larger base could give you an advantage or maybe a smaller base could give you an advantage. You also don't want to be that guy. You don't yeah. want to rebase every one of your models to kind of soup up your army. Yeah,
0: agreed. Well, uh, hopefully this list has been helpful. These are some, these are our house rules, but Mm -hmm. I would say top five house rules for really any casual game in a casual setting. Um, hopefully this has been helpful and that you can use these in your own games. Thank you so much for listening. That'll wrap up our show for this episode of one for the road. Thank you, Medicaid, Steve. I am David, the war boss, and we will see you next time on dad hammer.
1: Take care everyone.